0: And uh, there's so many ways I could start the message today. Um, I wrestled with, uh, should I use this illustration or not? Um, something I heard from a guy by the name of Mark Cahill. This guy's extreme. This guy's is to kind of fame as he played basketball with Charles Barkley at Auburn. And uh, this guy is um, powerful. I bought his book after I heard him speak at Cedarville University. It's called, One Thing You Can't Do in Heaven. Guess what that is? One Thing You Can't Do in Heaven. Guess what that is? Well, sin, sure. You can't tell other people about Christ in Heaven. Because they already know Right? And so what we need to do here on Earth is we need to speak up for God. And so he says it like this. And I thought it was so powerful. He says, every second, okay, Every second, every second, seven people die. Probably more of a thrill than I'm getting more of a the paint everything, it's more than that. Every second, seven people die. How many people have died since a certain Before you go and put your head on your pillow tonight. 600,000 people will have walked off into eternity either heaven or hell. I don't know how you can say that without ugh, like feeling the weight of that. Are they going to heaven? Are they going to hell? Do they know that? We all need to know the mission is right. Let's, let's all tell somebody this week about Jesus. Here's the thing. not a guilt trip. You know, sometimes when you ask that question, it's like, oh, man, I feel so guilty. I don't care. You do care. If you have the laws of Christ in you, somewhere in you, you care a lot. You can get tripped up by the cares of the world and so on and so forth, but do you care? Here's a much tougher question, though. Do you care enough to do something about it? Because the truth is, if you don't care enough to do something about it, you don't really care, right? And so, the invite cards are given. I have in my wallet, <laughs> three is my favorite number. So I have three, there it is. David picked up five stones, I even have three cards, so I don't know. And uh, I'm just praying. God to give you a chance to get into a spiritual conversation with someone. And at the end of that conversation is either them accepting Christ or me being able to like, give them an opportunity to a Bible study or to come to church. So, the only way I want to start the message today is by pricking our hearts. You know, you can throw out a lot of stats, right? So many percent, I know I think Promise Keepers back in the day, said 90% of men who are saved will never share their faith. Unbelievable. Huh? I'm in that category, right? Will, will we share our faith? Anyway, there's so many stats about this. I'm not going to um, bore you with a bunch of that. But I think the bottom line is what I'm trying to get across is church, all of us, do we care? And if for some reason we walked in today and we we're like, I don't know if I care. Let's walk out with good reason kids, with good reason to strip our fear. Like I don't know what we'd be afraid of, right? Perfect love casts out fear. If God's love for you is perfect, it casts out fear. And so there's no fear to tell someone, right? I was at uh Hyve the other day with a church planner planting in the southeast. If anybody from the southeast would like to know about that church plant, come see me. I'd like to be a part of that. If you want to reach your particular community, uh, feel free. We'd love to send you with them. Um, but yeah, we were there and, you know, we were really happy because we were out eating out. <laughs> we were just really happy. and We also have the love of Jesus in us. And we were like, just blah, 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 boisterously, So bubbly. And, uh, I was like, where's that at? Where's that at? Um, we were having a great time. And uh, this girl's like, damn, hey, what's going on? And I was like, oh, here, let me tell you. Jesus is the reason, right? Can we say that? Can we still say that? This is America, right? It's free to say that. And you know what she said? Praise God! You know? Okay, hey, so, I mean,
1: thank you,
0: right? It's not always going to be hard. So the title of the message today, Speak Up, God Love is for everyone. In a series, Jonah, love without borders, love is going further than we know. Speak up, love is for everyone. So speak up, love is for everyone. But here's what you gotta know: it starts with you. But so maybe the title of the message should be Speak Up, Love is for Me. Because if you know it's for you, Then you'll give it to other people. If you know it's rich and vast for you, then you'll be able to be like, oh, plenty to go around. Here you go. You can have some. You can have some. So, it starts with me. Do I know how much God loves me? Steve Dietrich. There's times I do, there's times I don't. Anybody relate? Do you know how much God loves you? Have you sat in it lately? Have you just sat in a verse? Maybe from 1 John 4 or 1 John 3 or John 3.16. Have you ever, have you just sat in it? The fact that God loves you so much. Not only did he send his son to die for you. he did it while you were a sinner, not while you were cleaned up, looking pretty. He did it while you were an enemy. Right? That's pretty astounding. Not only did he send Jesus, but he sent the Holy Spirit. Because Jesus died, rose again, ascended to heaven, he's at the right hand of the Father. But we also have the Holy Spirit right now. How loving is that of our God? To say, hey, you're going to be able to read the Bible and it's going to come to life, because you have the Holy Spirit in you. You're going to be able to walk along and sense that I want to talk to that person or this person, because you have the Holy Spirit in you. You're going to get nudges. You're going to feel guilty because of sin, because you have the Holy Spirit in you. And you grieve your conscience, and he's your conscience, he's going to go, whoop, whoop, whoop.
1: How loving
0: of a God is that? So don't feel judged by that guilt. Feel informed by that guilt. Oh man, come off. Step up. God's love is for everyone. First and foremost, it's for you. Now, if you've been sinning this week, if any sin has happened this week, right, then you know you need the love of God. And you need to feel the love of God. So I want you just to write down Psalm 51. Psalm 51. Just write that down because Psalm 51 is where I go when I sin. It's where I go most days. Because Psalm 51 just helps us get back on track. It helps us admit who we're sinning against. God. It helps us ask God don't take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation. Renew a right spirit within me. All of these words. And then at the end, you know what it says?
1: Then I will
0: teach sinners your word. Right? First it starts with me feeling all secure, forgiven. But then when that happens, at the end of chapter 51, go read it, he's like, he turns his focus he's like, then I'll tell the Lord. Feel it, forgiven. I'm gonna tell everyone about it. So it starts with me. Um, and I am Jonah. We've been saying that in this series. So let me just get into the passage, Jonah chapter 3. It's been a long time since I got the word, so here you go. Too long of an intro, but thanks for following along. It says, Then the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Do you remember what happened just before that? It has something to do with the flu. Uh look up at the verse there. The Lord spoke to the fish, that great fish, and it vomited Jonah upon God He comes out, probably bleached white from the acids. You know you ever see what is that, Vitalago? My dad had that. And it was just like a pigment disease and it just like sand just started getting white and then it was like all the way up in his face and White all over. Consider somebody being all white. That's probably what it looked like. Okay? Just to be clear. And the word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. I have that circled in my Bible. I'll tell you why in a second. The second time. Saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and call out against it the message that I will tell you. Very similar to chapter 1. So Jonah rose and went to Nineveh according to the word of the Lord. Praise God, Jonah, you're obeying. Now Nineveh was an exceedingly great city, three days' journey in breadth. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey, and he called out, this is five words in the Hebrew, but more in our Bible, yet forty days, and Nineveh shall be overthrown, or overturned. Keyword word, the passage. Overthrown, overturned. And the people of Nineveh killed him. Right? They, they put him on a pole like they were doing, you know? Or they filleted his skin and put it on the wall. All the things that they were known for, the cruel, you know, the masses. Like, how many Ninevites were there? Uh, it says 120 kids Right? Uh, in the next chapter, didn't know the right hands of the lusty. So, when did you know right hands for the lusty? Did you 120 under that age. Right? So, there's a lot of invites, and they're evil people. They're violent people. So, if somebody comes and says, Hey, God's going to 40 days, you've got 40 days to live. And then, God says, I think you're going So, this is astounding. You have 40 days, right? And the people of Nineveh believed God. They believed God. Why? That's the work that God does in their heart. That's why. They believed God. They called for a fast and they put on sackcloth that would make you very uncomfortable to wear a gunny sack. From the greatest of them to the least, didn't matter what economic status, didn't matter what culture, ethnicity, didn't matter what job they had, didn't have a job at all. Greatest to the least. The Word reached, this is the Word of the Lord, right? The Word reached the King, the God, like President right? King of Nineveh, and he arose from his throne, removed his robe, covered himself with sackcloth, very uncomfortable, and sat in ashes, dirty. And he issued a proclamation. So it's not just that he did it, he's like, hey, 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 hey. Listen up, everyone. We are going to do this. He issued a proclamation. He spoke up. And he published through Nineveh by the decree of the king and his nobles let neither man nor beast see how he turns up the dial on intensity herd nor flock taste anything let them not feed or drink water and let man and beast be covered with sackcloth very uncomfortable and let them call out mightily to God not only be uncomfortable but start wailing let everyone turn that's another key word it's going to be four times in the next three four verses three verses let them turn let's repent from his evil way and from his violence the violence that is in his hands who knows so the king's not even sure But he's like, there's a chance. So they're saying there's a chance. There's a chance God may turn, repent, right, relent, and relent and turn from his anger, fierce anger, so that he may not, we may not perish. Verse 10, maybe the key verse of the whole book. When God saw what they did, he knew their heart. He also saw their actions. How they turned, repented from their evil way, both the feet and the hands. God relented of the disaster, literally hell, that He had said He would do to them, and He did not do it. I feel like I'm reading my story. I once was lost. Buried in my own sin. Gross is gross, gifts. So gross, I wouldn't even want to describe it for you. But God. And he rescued me. He said, you know, you were walking that way. And I had some things planned for you if you were going to keep walking that way. But you turned. And now you're walking this way. And I have some things planned for you if you want to walk this way. This is a better plan. This is a better way. Walk this way. So, here's the thing. Not that like you need a reason to speak up, but I feel like Jonah kind of needed a reason to speak up when we're in the book of Jonah, right? Was it chapter 1? I'm not talking. I'm not talking to anybody. Everybody will sleep in the thing while everybody else is like, crying to their little God. I'm not one true God. But I'm sleeping. I'm not I'm not just talking to anybody. Right? Isn't that what he did? And then he's in the belly of the fish and he's like,
1: Oh God! Help me!
0: <laughs> and he gets spit up on the dry land and he, I don't know if he went back in the ocean and he us. <laughs>
1: Maybe I wouldn't know. I don't
0: know. I smell like, ugh. But then I like going back in the water and I'm afraid another fish will get me. Emotional trauma. First he thought he was in hell, and then he was like, I'm not in hell.
1: I'm gonna fish. Woo! Ah! It, it burns! It burns!
0: And then he's on the dry land. And the next thing he you knows, after praying, after asking about all this stuff, God speaks up. And God says, I love you. I'm not going to kill you. You deserve that. I'm not going to let you go. You deserve that too. I am going to love you by asking you to do the thing I asked you to do. I want you to speak up. I want you to tell people that my love is for them just
1: like it's for you.
0: So I'm going to give you four reasons to share God's message of love. Okay? First you got to receive it, then you gotta share it. First you receive it, then you gotta share. Four reasons to share God's message of love. Four reasons to share God's message of love. You can if you don't want to write it all down, that's great. Uh, you can go to this nice little uh online bulletin we have, got Info, And you can put that, and you can get it right there. That's the bulletin. Real short. Here it is. Number one, God's love, I'm just going to add this, for me, God's love for me, okay, compels me to speak. Okay, so I'm going to do my part. I'm going to say the point. But when I say God's love, I want you guys to say for me. And I want you to internalize it, okay? But I guess what's my part? God's love. What's your part? For me. For me. And I'm going to read the rest of the point.
1: God's love
0: for compels me. me to speak. God's love for me compels me to speak. I cannot be silent. I must say it. I have to say it. The word of the Lord came to Jonah the second time. I circled that in my Bible. How many chances have you had with God? second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth. I mean, if you ever been addicted to pornography, that was my sin, right? So if you ever been addicted to pornography, how many times did you go back like a dog returns to vomit and wallow in that mess? I used to go down the same back street. This is like, not literally. This is like me, spiritually. I used to go down the, the same alley and there's a hole there I was filming it again and again and again. It's like now yeah, maybe the alley won't have the hole anymore. Maybe I'll just go walking down the, you know, you know, like tiptoe around it, like boom, and you're like face down in the pit. It happened again and again and again. How many second chances? Do you have a story? Now I'm crack, I'm prepping you for next week because we had Courtney here, but I planned this week to give you some time right here to answer this question remember the last time God gave you a second chance. Or maybe the time when you were like, whoa, that was a second chance. I never thought I was getting that.
1: Did you guys know that I was out of ministry? Did you guys
0: know that? I, I was in church in Indiana. and One, because of my character pornography, but another, you know, a uh, practical joke I was a youth pastor a practical joke went wrong on a mission trip I was on. I wasn't involved in the practical joke per se, but it was on my watch and it wasn't okay. And so I literally got let go. And I didn't think I was ever gonna be in ministry again. I owned it, I said, yep, yeah, I was there, yep, yeah, should, I should've said something, yep, yeah, yep, yeah, those kids should've done that it's my fault and I lost my job and again because pornography because of that I never thought I was going to be in ministry again but on the advice of a friend I went to a healthy church and I just sat under the teaching for a year and after a year God put me back to the ministry as a janitor in that church and that is the children's pastor in that church and that is the church planner out of that church that's a second change I kind of feel like everybody right now needs a second change coming out of COVID like every church needs a second change all my friends, all my buddies are like dude, nobody comes it's so hard we have to just replant the church and I'm it's, it's okay, right? But God's a God of second chances. He's like, go again. I give you a word. Speak it, right? Tell the people. So God spoke the word. Jonah then spoke. He called out. And then you see in the passage, the king speaks, right? And he says, hey, listen up. God's love for me compels me to speak And he gives me these second chances. Now I want you to see it from Romans chapter 10. Because I would like you to hear it from the Word. And I think that's the thing that will help you to go do it. So this first point is the longest one, trust me. But here it is. Let's just look at... um, I'm just going to read it quick. Romans chapter 10, verse 8. But what does it say? The Word is near you. And in your mouth and in your heart, maybe in your hand as you hold it. And that is the word of faith that we proclaim. Because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart, one believes and is justified. With the mouth, one confesses and is saved. For the scripture says, everyone who believes, did, did you catch that? Everyone how the message today is, step up, God's love is for everyone. Speak up, God's promise for everyone. Okay? Everyone who believes in him will not be put to shame, for there is no distinction between Jew or Greek. For the same Lord is Lord of all, and bestows his riches on all who call on him. For, and it says again, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. So who do we not tell who should we like keep it a secret from? Okay, but then he goes on. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? Makes me think of where was the going. They haven't heard. How are they going to believe? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? We fill the money box. I was going to say this before she came. I don't know. what's going on. Thank you, Lord. Okay. Unless they're sent. We've got to send people. And it is written, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. Just ask for you it. take your shoes off. I don't know. Thank you, Spirit. Okay. For they, your feet shod with preparation of the gospel of peace. It's the honor of God. My feet are ready to run to tell people there's peace. I know it not feel like peace in this world, but there's peace in Jesus. All right. How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news? So let's do it. I want to have beautiful feet. How we? you? Let's run. And they have not, and but they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he, they heard from us? Allah. So faith comes from hearing, and hearing through the word of Christ. After Jonah. The word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time. And Jonah went with the word of God, and he cried out. And the word came to reach the king. And what's the word? I love you. I got plans for you. Come to me all you are weak and weary, and I will give you rest. Alright. Last verse, 2 Corinthians 5, 14. 15. It's going to be on the screen. I'm just going to read it for you. For the love of Christ controls, or in some versions it says, compels us. Because we have concluded this. Have you concluded this? That one has died for all. That's Jesus. Therefore all have died. Have you died yet? Have you died to yourself? Have you died to your flesh? And are you alive in Christ? Therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves. Do we live for
1: ourselves? Am I like, hey, how can I get mine? How
0: can I, what can I eat today that will please me? What can I do today that, no, I'm a missionary, I'm a guy that needs to tell people, I'm a vessel for the Holy Spirit to use. But for him, who for their sakes died and the raised, I'm here for him. He's just multiplied himself in me. So here I am to tell people, just like if it was Jesus on him, do you know how many Jesuses there are here in this room? we just got to act like it! There's a massive revival coming. When all of us are Jesus. Can you imagine if there was like, what is this, 50 people? If there was 50 Jesuses in Rochester, Minnesota? for everyone. Okay, I think you got the point. Number two, God's love for me. Oh, man, you guys are late on oh. <laughs> I'm going to do a little Ric Flair to tell me know, you know who that is. All right, when I was growing up, there was a wrestler, yeah. fake, and you know would give you the side, okay? So, like, I mean, give you the side. which means it was either three days to walk through, which would be 60 miles approximately, or three days to walk around, which would be 60 miles approximately. All I had to go off of is this. It had two walls, an outer one and an inner one. The inner one is what you have to go off of. It was eight miles around it, and it was
1: huge
0: wall, okay, 150 feet tall, and I think it was 50 feet wide. I a fortress. That's impenetrable. It's crazy. No wonder they felt pretty good about themselves. But here's the thing that the word of God says. Jonah is smaller than Nineveh. Right? Jonah, smaller than, this is the syllable, right? Greater than on that end, smaller than on this end. Jonah is smaller than Nineveh. Nineveh is greater. It's a great city. And you know what? Nineveh, as vast as it is, I can just stash it all up, right? Like, is less than who? God! God is greater than Nineveh. Nineveh is greater than Jonah. And that's the picture we have here. This is why he's saying all these things. He's like, hey, right-size this. Right-size yourself. You know what? Rochester's bigger than Steve Dietrich. You know who's bigger than Rochester? God. <laughs> so when you have Christ in you the hope of glory, you're like, oh man, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Alright, and he changes me from the inside out. So, keep going. Jonah began to go into the city, going a day's journey, 20 miles roughly, and he called out. Now that's a change from chapter 1 we're all on the same page I know not everybody was here so look back at chapter 1 it said arise go to Nineveh verse 2 the great city call out against it for its evil has come up before me but Jonah arose to flee to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord and he went down 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 right so there's going down into sin and then there's what there's just going In chapter 3, there's a change. Rather than going down, 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 away from the presence of the Lord, he just goes. He goes, and he goes, and he goes. And who's he going to? He's going to the Israelites, to unbelievers, to everyone, and he's saying, here's a message from the Lord. Message from the Lord. I don't know, it just Plays in your head when you have know, kids. I
1: don't know. Get <laughs> out! Know? He
0: has this message. But I want you to see the change. People change. Do you have people in your life that are different than they were before? People change. Will you let them? Will you let them change? Will you let your husband change? Will you let wife change? Will you let your kids change? If they want to be different, can they change? Because God's allowing Jonah to make different choices. He's like, yeah, you're changing. Well done. And that's you're doing what I want you to do now. Good job. And that is a reason to go because people change. Not only does God's love for me change me, but it'll also change other people. That's a good reason to go. Like, I don't know, my boss can never change. It. No, he can. She can. That person, they'll, they'll never take that back. They'll never do that. They'll never good. Really? You need to judge that? You need to decide who they're going to be in the future? Why don't you let God decide that? That's a better person to decide their future than you. Or me. Ours is just to go. Speak up. God's love is for them. Hopefully that's a good reason. Um, here's the thing. You want to change, don't you? It's a message about changing what we do. So what do you need to turn from? Kind of getting ahead of myself. What do you need to turn from? What do you need to leave behind today? You can change. You don't have to walk out of here with the same thing you walked in. That's a choice. What are you believing God by faith for today
1: to change your heart on
0: right now? And pray and ask Him and leave it you can do that. God will do that with you. Alright, third point. Four reasons to share God's message of love. First, God's love compels me to speak. Second, God's love changes my spirit. And God's love counters my strongholds. Now, I can preach a whole series on this. Matter of fact, I, I heard a series once called uh, Think Differently it
1: was all about this
0: conquering their strongholds. Look at verse uh, 6. The word reached the king. I already told you about the fortress, the wall, right? The king feeling pretty comfortable. I, I have a throne, but it's locked up, and the were in the truck here, so I couldn't, like, think, where'd you get a throne? Yeah, uh, Another time. Um, so, imagine me sitting in a throne with a robe on and, and a crown. I didn't bring any of that. I did it. Okay, I got that. So imagine this. Okay, I'm sitting on a throne. I've got my robe, and I got a crown. And I'm going to take my crown off. I'm going to take my robe off. And I'm going to leave my throne. That seems like a big deal. It seems like I've just really taken all of the authority that I had and just took it over here and just I've humbled myself and kind of I'm not that big a deal. I think that needs to happen in our minds. It really does. And and sometimes it needs to happen with individuals. Like your own personality or somebody else, like you put your mom too high up the phone pole and you're just gonna do whatever she says, you'll do it. It's a boundaries, okay? But like, you need to take those things off, those strongholds in your life. Maybe it's spending money. I just like to spend money. Maybe it's impromptu buying. Whatever. What is the stronghold, this thing you keep coming back to that keeps tripping you up, right? You just gotta like, like You know what it was for the king? His power, his might. I can do it. I'm the man. And he had to take all that off and say, I'm nothing. And he put on a bunny sack, right? And it felt uncomfortable. And then he, he got down in the ashes, right? That'd be fun. And he got dirty. All the what? To show God and other people that he got it. That he understood. Some things need to be broken down. My pride, my violence, it needs to be broken down. That's the picture that you see. And the point is, God's love for me conquers my strongholds. So the king did what he did, and we should turn from what we need to turn from, okay? 2 Corinthians chapter 10 says it like this. Um, it's on the screen. For though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. Like, what? Yeah, it's not flesh. Uh-huh. I gave you a picture of fleshly things. Now you've got to translate that to the Spirit. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion, raised against the knowledge of God, and take every thought captive to obey God. The stronghold sometimes isn't out here, it's in here. You know, can I just confess something to you? Um, I've been pretty down about for the last year. My mind, the thinking of my mind, it's been pretty bad. Right? People say things, you do things, and you think that you are things, and, and you just, you get down on yourself, you're not believing the best about who you are in Christ, you're, you're kind of thinking you're the worst version of you. Do you
1: know what that's like?
0: Well, anniversaries are there for a reason, right? Do you realize what today is? March 14th. Anybody in a meeting? March 14th of last year? I was. You know what tomorrow is? March 15th. Anybody read the mail? March 15th of last year? I did. That's been strong right here, in my mind. As I read this passage and I preach this message, that's done. It's done. Crucify. burn it. Be done with it. Learn it. Be done with it. It can't control your mind anymore. It can't control your thinking anymore. That's not who you are. Stop thinking it is who you are. Can you translate that to me? I get that for the first time in the year. I'm getting that. Can you get that? Whatever you're struggling with, whatever is binding you up, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it's work or friends or family or sports. I don't know. Can you? Break free from that thinking, because God's love for you, for me, conquers that stronghold. Here's what I think is really cool about what the king does. and you know who's the king of your life? Do you know? <laughs> I just I don't know. Like, it might be you, it might be someone else. That might be the stronghold. But if you're on the throne... Take it all off, right? It would be great. It might be great if if you could just think this way. As the king, what he did is he turned up the intensity. The people under him said, well, we're going to fast. He said, we're going to fast and not drink. Else, and we all cry out. Why don't we then make the commitment to cry out between now and Easter? Why don't you choose to fast in a few days? Why don't you ask God to do something supernatural in your life? Give you a divine appointment, a divine Because if you're king or in co labor with Jesus, the Holy Spirit, ask Him what He wants to do. But turn up that intensity a little. Alright. Last thing. God's love. Oh, you got God covers my sin. And I want to end with communion. So I gotta get the communion cup because I put it in my robe. Alright. Got your communion. And end with this? God's love for me covers my sin. And I simply want to read for you. That somebody gave me last week, and I feel it was pretty prophetic, honestly. For this person to say, Hey, while you were speaking tonight, last Saturday night, just keep coming to Psalm 32, just kept coming to me. I said, I'll go read that. I did go read it, and it fits perfectly right here. Um, what I want to ask you before I read it is, Do you have a passage? And maybe in the New Testament, right? Like Ephesians 2, 1 to 10. Ooh, that was a good one. <laughs> that was the be Bible passage. Alright, so do you have a passage where you go to when you're just like, I just need God's help and how we want to say it? Psalm 51, right? Do you have a passage?
1: What's the passage? Kill it up.
0: Anybody got a passage? You don't have to have one. But if you do have one, carefully. Because then we'll have it. Three, four, Proverbs 3, 4, 5, and 6. Yeah, got it. You go to that.
1: Anybody else? First John yeah, 1 John 1 9. If we confess our sins, he's
0: faithful and just as we us our sins, cleanses yeah. us all our sins. That's a great go to. Sit in that. We get to do communion on that. Psalm so 51, Ephesians 2. 10. So good. Okay, so, a good passage, okay? Because sometimes you just need to be reminded that you have a reason to go share the gospel because God's love covers your sin. So take your communion in your hand. I'm going to read this over as we're going to be communion. Blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. This is Psalm 32. Blessed is the man who... Against whom the Lord counts no iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. Wash me clean, Lord. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away, but I didn't repent of my sin. Though my groanings all day long, you know, we got the Horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curved with the bit and bridle, or it will not stay near
1: you. Stay near to God.
0: Stay near. Awaken like you. Gave you back with a trial or tribulation. Just stay close. Get up under the shadow of his wings. I would have gathered you like a mother hen gathers some chicks, he says. Oh, what a precious picture. Many are the sorrows of the wicked. I felt that. But steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy all you upright in heart. So we're in close with communion today. And I'm going to sing and make these eyes One of these times it's going to hurt because I don't Here's the deal. This is his body. And his broken from. And you can receive it freely. You don't have to come kicking and screaming. If you want to keep sinning, God's like, "I'll oh, keep sinning. It's fine. But if you want to turn, if you want to repent, if you want to say, God, forgive me. then God's like, "Done. I already paid for it through Jesus Christ. Right? So really, the blood is spilled. The payment is made. This is just me receiving it or playing it. Right? This is me receiving it and living in victory or me just playing truth.
1: Change it out. It is God,
0: The blood of Jesus Christ. Oh, precious is the flow. That makes me white as snow. No other fountain I know. No, nothing but the blood of Jesus. in you what we're seeking today. Nothing. And she enjoy joy celebrate, right? You I mean, walk out of here with the biggest grin you've ever had. We won't see it, cause you're not. But we'll see it in your eyes, okay? Let that twinkle shot. Because we are clean, we are forgiven, we are free to go live for Him, to go speak up. God loves me. Hey, you're gonna skin your knees. God loves you. Get back up. Let's go. Go tell somebody. You know, I screwed up this week. God loves me so much he paid for that. And he'll do that for you too. Thank you, Lord. His blood spills for us. Just do remember. Thank you, God, for your word. Thank you, God, for your son. Thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit. All of these things are working together for our good, for your glory. And Lord, thank you for this place that we get together. We pray that we will be bold to speak. We have reasons now to speak. It first must hit us. The love of Christ must hit us. And then we can bring to others, Above all these, love one another. Because love covers a multitude of sins. Let that be our prayer and our action as we go forward. In Jesus Christ's name, amen. Ah, right. you are loved.